I'm Michael Sean Harris, and you're listening to Mike's Moment Of, a weekly podcast in which I, along with my guests, share our various interests in moments of inspiration, truth, life, technology, culture, and more. I hope you're entertained and informed, and that you feel inspired to join me again and again in my Moments Of. Welcome to Mike's moment of. Um, it's it's. I'm so happy that you're you agreed to do this. Oh, uh, my pleasure. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna have a this. Uh, uh, you know, one of our usual chats, but we're gonna talk about you mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I, I mostly want to talk about your your journey in in theater and also in, in education, mm. which which has kind of been your life. Right, <laughs> right. So we thought, this is your life. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so wh- when did you come to Jamaica? 1973. That's 47 oh, years wow. ago. <laughs> and uh, my... My life in theatre is a very checkered, um, has a very checkered history because I actually came to Jamaica as a teacher of economics and history. That was how, that was what I was recruited to do. And okay. uh, once I got here, I mean, the thing is, I'd always been interested in theatre, but um, never really had the opportunity. I mean, when I was in high school, um, I, I lived about 17 miles away from, from the school, so I had to get on the bus quickly at the end of the day. And so never had much opportunity to do those after-school activities. And okay. um, uh, I was very much um, at university. I was, I was very much a consumer. You know, I went to the theatre and I went to the movies and I, you know, I soaked up everything performance i remember vividly the first night i went to leeds which is where my first university experience was i went to a concert by the oscar peterson trio i mean (laughs) you know and it was just amazing you know that your your life was being opened up you know to you know these great experiences so when i came to jamaica um I, very strange, the first, the first piece of theatre I did was Schools Out by Trevor Roan. And it had been running for about six months and Bob Carr was in it as the expatriate right. teacher. And um, he was busy with his, you know, his professional life and things like that and so had to drop out and uh, he said it'll just be for about the last six weeks of the run you know it was at the barn theater and so i started at the top (laughs) 
<laughs> I went into this ready-made production directed by, you know, Yvonne Brewster and, um, you know, oh. written by Trevor Rohn at the, you know, the historic barn. And, uh, and the show ran for another six months. We were, we, it ran for over a year. And then, of course, I did the touring with them to Montego Bay and different places like that. And, uh, and that was my introduction um, to, to theatre in Jamaica <laughs> as an actor. And, and, and how, how, how soon after you had, you had arrived in Jamaica did, was that? That was the following year. That was the following wow. year. That was 74. Yeah, so okay. it didn't take okay. me long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, one year and then you're already Jamaican. That's right. That's right. It was amazing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, after that, I mean, what did you make of that experience? Because this was your first. Because well, you weren't I mean, really doing it was, it was terrifying, you know, because I, I think I dried on opening night, you know, and, and, and vowed never to let that happen again, you know. And, you know, and people were, I think Yvonne and Trevor thought it was a very shaky start, you know. But it, I mean, once I got into it, I was fine. And it's yeah. always difficult joining, um, uh, you know, a, a production that's been running. You know, because everybody is so seasoned and everything, and um, and you're just coming in fresh. You know, so it's uh, it's difficult because mm -hmm. you're 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 picking up the the cues and the rhythm from every, everybody else who they've been doing this like clockwork. You know, and, uh, right, and you're trying. Right, right. It's a bit like skipping. You know, and you have to know when to jump in. You know, and sometimes you mistime it. So, but uh, so it was fine. The, the other career, the other career with the economics and stuff. Where were you posted? I was, at, you with I the... was at Campion College. Um, okay. I was there okay. for a couple of years. And, um, and then uh, I, I, think, I think I renewed for a year and then went to um, Holy Childhood High School for, for a term. And then I went back to Campion, you know. So, um, and... Um, uh, and then it very, <laughs> it's it's all been you know this um, these this, this strange um, occurrences you know, and um, I I I got together with with Bob Bob Carr and Natalie Thompson, um, yes. and Natalie's family adopted me. I you know and <laughs> um, uh, I um. I got together with them and we, we, we sort of formed the Children's Theatre Trust and did oh. two or three seasons of um, pantomime type shows, you know. Um, okay. Uh, and they were very popular. They, um, it was, I think we did, the first one was an adaptation of Mother Goose that Barbara Gluten had done. And okay. uh, and then we did Cindy, which was an updated Cinderella. And we did Goody, which was an updated Goody Two Shoes, and, and <laughs> all very Jamaicanized. And and you yeah. know we <clears throat> we did them at the Louise Bennett Theatre in um, okay. you know in the uh, the open air. I, I I remember I remember hearing about Cindy. I mean, this is I guess many years after when I was in Little People with Kathy Levy, and she, yeah. she used to yeah, tell Kathy us about was Cindy. In and, it and they were they, ah. they were um, 
it, I think Cindy was revived, you know, uh, two or three times after okay, that. Okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think she directed a production of it at Campion, Yes, I think. Charles Hyatt uh, was in the original and uh, okay. Pauline Stonebiary and, uh, you know, a whole, uh, whole okay. lot of people, yeah. Oh, family, so that was, uh, that, those were nice experiences and the the, the serendipity you know uh, continued because um, the late Shirley Orb who was um, an actress herself and uh, she lectured at um, St. Joseph's Teachers College and she was going on study leave and she said come and um, take my place at the teachers college and I thought well you know I've only been teaching for about four or five years you know and um, and now I'm going to trade teachers and at first you know I sort of said well I don't know and she said I think you'd be perfect you know you've, you've run the drama department and it was basically training teachers primary school and early childhood teachers uh, how to do drama so of course the thing is I just had to read a book <laughs> you know and bored up very quickly on how to how to teach drama to little kids and but, you know I suppose the the children's theatre experience made her feel that I had you know that um, capability yeah right 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 but um, the, the the books you were reading, though, I mean, they they wouldn't necessarily have had a, a come from a, a Caribbean perspective. No, or a, no, you know, not at context. all. They were, um, you know, I mean, um, the uh, the the teacher training at that time, mind you, I, I I maintain that they were some of the best teachers that we ever produced in Jamaica, because um, the program at that time was um, a two year in college and one year out. So what you did was you did two years, quick rotation through everything in the two years you were in college. And then your third year was um, an internship. You went back to your school. I mean, a lot of the, okay. um, the candidates in those teachers colleges had been pre-trained teachers who'd been working in classrooms. They were from rural Jamaica. My parish was St. Mary. So, um, in the internship year, we were in the van every week going out to various parts. So I know St. Mary like the back of my hand, you know, I mean? <laughs> um, you know uh, Castleton, I supervised Castleton, Scotts Hall, Devon Penn, Broadgate, Anotto Bay, Galena, you know, so you were, you were all over the place looking at um, teachers in the classroom. And the beauty of it was that you could say, um, I haven't seen you teach music this term. So when I come next week, prepare a music lesson. So we could, okay. we could actually see what they were, what they were doing with the, with the children, you know. But the um, to to go back to your thing about yeah I was I was looking at um, you know the I mean the, the the it was it was Britain that was sort of producing drama in education um, literature so I was right. I was looking at Brian Way and um, you know Peter Slade and you know some of those early pioneers but of course the thing is that you had to you had to make it relevant to um, to Jamaica, so I I did a lot in the um, in in the in the in the lectures and the the workshops and the sessions that I did with them to sort of focus on 
Jamaican experiences. You know? Right. But with, with all of this um, discovery, I guess, of the, 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 the island, discovery of the country, mm-hmm. of the, the culture, um, when did you realize you were, you were actually kind of soaking up like a sponge? I mean, all these different aspects of the culture, you know, some very unique things that, you, that would eventually inform how you, how you mm-hmm. make these things relevant to the, to the Jamaican context. Uh, well, I think, I think it was at the point when um, Sister Charlotte O'Brien was the principal. Um, she was, um, you know, a, 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 a sister in the um, Allegheny Franciscans, you know, who, um, who ran um, and still run um, uh, St. Joseph's, as far as I know. Um, and she, she hauled me in. I mean, after, after the first year, um, Shirley came back and she said, um, uh, I hear you're doing a great job, so stay, and I will go and teach children's literature. And I said, fine. And uh, so I continued, and then Sister Charlotte called me into her office one day, and she said, um, why don't you take Jamaican citizenship? And I <laughs> thought this was amazing, you know, from a, uh, a sister who, she was an American, and she said, well, you can have dual citizenship, I can't. But she uh. said, you could easily apply for Jamaican citizenship. And I said, yes. And she said, well, then you could get your study leave and you could go and, you know, do a year somewhere and retrain if you wanted to. Um, which, I, I mean, to this day is unbelievable that she was thinking that far ahead. And right. uh, so it was a result of that. Um, plus, um, during my time, I'd done, I'd done quite a bit of voluntary work. So I did, I did work with the Jamal program, you know, and, and, you know, sort of adult literacy and that kind of thing. But I also worked in the prisons. So I worked oh. at Tower Street <laughs> and I worked at Spanish Town. And I worked at, um, in fact, uh, in fact, uh, I almost caused a, a stir at Campion College because I got the sixth formers to volunteer to go and teach at Tamarin Farm. <laughs> so I do remember one student later on um, seeing me in a restaurant and coming up and saying, you made me into a communist. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, I said, well, that was never my intention. It was just getting you to give back. But, right, uh, right. but they were great. The kids were great. But, so I had that experience of teaching in the, in the prisons. And, of course, after about five, five years of that, I burnt out very quickly because it's so demanding. Um, yeah. But I was on the radar of the um, Ministry of national security and justice and so when i made my application for citizenship it came through in six months some people wait 10 years you know to have their application (laughs) processed and mine came through very quickly and as a result of that i was then able to go and study with dorothy heathcote in um in england and um and upgrade my drama qualifications of which mm. I had none. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, apart from all the experience right, that you'd got. Right, yeah. right. 
Right, right, right. So you were you were you were getting the the, the culture from kind of all angles. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, certainly certainly more than some people you know who yeah. were who were born here. Well, I, I, I think I think it was um, a conscious decision on my part. I think I think for the first three months that I was in Jamaica, I did not go anywhere because I refused to be drawn into expatriate circles and you know because right. I said if you do that that'll be the end of it you know if yes, you, you yes, come yes. here for for the experience you know and and so through the voluntarism and I made lifelong friends I mean um, you know Anton and Natalie Thompson and um, um, the the Shims and um, um, my neighbor Philip you know who um, you know we, we we and 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 I've stayed in touch with a lot of them um, ever mm. since, and that was from the, the very early days. But it meant that once you once you made that connection, you were then integrated into other situations and invited to to participate. Yeah. Right, right. When 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 did your involvement with kid stuff? Uh, come on. You, oh, that you, was much, that was that? much later. That was probably oh, the okay. um, well. I mean, in the eighties, in the eighties, okay. yeah, I, okay. I, okay. I got involved um, with you know with kid stuff. Um, but it's interesting because you sort of you, you you kind of like made connections here and there. Olive Lewin taught in the in the prisons. So the, I made a connection there, which again, I, I reconnected later on because I actually worked closely with Olive, um, you know, um, uh, later on. And uh, so, so the, and then kid stuff was, was a different thing because that was, um, that, that was basically um, new um, to, to me. And it wasn't Jamaican, but it became jamaicanized you know because right, we did right. um we did all sorts of things i mean apart from the clown shows and the puppet shows and that kind of thing which were were a real um it uh, it, it it's just so fascinating to see how live performance um, registers with young young kids. I mean, one <laughs> one of the things we learned if we did a puppet show, we had to get the puppets into the trunk quick because they dived under the uh, un, under the cloth. You know, the, the curtain. <laughs> they dive under the curtain looking for the for the puppets, and so yeah, you. Oh, they wow. said, well, they went that way, and all the kids had <laughs> run off looking <laughs> for them. You know. There's, there's something really interesting psychologically with that, you know, and yes, um, yes. and then um, uh, of course we did other things with the with kids stuff. We did theatre in education. I mean, I remember one time we were we were hired by the burn unit at the university hospital um, to try to educate basic school children on how to treat a burn because what the burn unit were complaining about is that people were applying traditional remedies to burns that were giving them okay. um, a lot of problems so you know like kids were coming in with severe burns and there'd be butter on it or there'd be wow. vaseline or there'd be 
um, you know, even in some places, goat doo-doo and stuff like that, because, you know, they were like traditional ideas of, of how you right, treated right. a burn. And so the, the um, message they wanted us to get across is just use cold water, running cool water, just run the right. burn under a, a cold tap until the medical people can get there. Um, right. So... Um, so we, we, we did this wonderful thing, I remember, with Pierre and myself and Joy Clark and Carleen. And, and, uh, and Joy Clark was a baby. He, he played the part of a baby in an Abbey. <laughs> and we made all these oversized pieces of furniture, a giant chair and a giant stove. And so, because these kids were little. So, you right. know, we wanted them to... We wanted to create an illusion that Joey was a baby and that he was smaller than them, <laughs> you know, right, right. and uh, and it worked beautifully. And uh, and in fact, one of the doctors some months later said, "You know what an impact that thing had had." He said, "You've you've saved the life of at least one child." And I said, "We said really?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "Shortly after the show, um, a kid." Uh, kid's baby brother pulled a porridge pot over himself oh. and um, and he just picked up his baby brother and put him under the standpipe and uh, and he said he saved him um, you know and it was all a result of the fact that he had been in the audience watching watching that show so you know it's 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 like the drama in in the educational setting but also you know like theater in education performance right. in education and of course conroy cooper wrote the music for the show okay so they yes. they had a song to sing and we had planned to to put it on well at that time it was cassette tapes you know and send them to the schools and um we weren't able to get round to it but we went to basic schools and heard them singing it because the, okay. the teachers and the kids had remembered it from the show and were still singing it, you know. Um, so, you know, it's the oral tradition um, yes. continuing, you know, in the, in the education system, you know. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, so you said uh, kids stuff was a bit later. Were you involved um, in the pantomime before that, or was it after that? Uh, no, I did. I did my uh, pantomime and kids stuff ran parallel. I think about the same ah, time okay. because I um, um, also in uh, in nineteen eighty I was involved with uh, we did Godspell with um, a production of Godspell. We formed a little company and um, Dawn Marie um, James, Virtue James, yes. and um, well, Bobby Gisses directed and Henry Mutu designed and um, uh, Conroy, I think, was the musical director. And, um, and we, we put a really lovely lovely production of, of um, so, so I'd gotten involved in, in sort of a musical and I, I was a producer and I sang I sang one of the songs I think um, uh, okay. you know um, and uh, 
it, it was like one of the offstage songs while well, something was okay. happening on stage, you know. Right, right, um, right, right. Okay. And um, uh, and then in in it was eighty one, eighty two. Um, I was invited to be in the Pirate Princess for 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 LTM, and that was my first um, outing as a okay. you know as a as a musical performer because I had to sing uh, in right. that. And uh, again, and who, who was in that with you? Sorry, who was in that with you? Uh, who was in that? Oliver Samuels, Leonie Forbes. Um, and uh, we had um, all, all kinds of um, people. I mean, again, it was Henry Motu design, Bobby Gisses directing, Conroy Cooper doing the music, um, which was a brilliant score. And, and it was such a popular pantomime. I think it was the first one to break the 100 performance barrier. And George Carter did this wonderful underwater scene, and um, you know that that had a great impact on a lot of people. And yeah. so it was it was a it was a, a, a big thing, and um, and of course it was at the Ward Theatre in those days. Uh, we were mm -hmm. still still performing at the Ward, and um, so that was that was a fantastic first experience okay. jackie guy yes. did the choreography you know so uh -huh. all these legendary yeah. names <laughs> yes. you know it's yes. wonderful indeed so so when did you when did you uh make the step from acting in the pantomime to directing well it it's um 82 to 83 i was in england doing my drama course uh, with um, right. with Dorothy Heathcote. And when I came back, um, on that course, I'd met my, who t well, somebody who turned out to be my co-writer, um, Pamela Boyle. We've written books together and papers ever since. Um, but Pamela and um, at that time was working in the London borough of Newham um, and the famous place there was the Theatre Royal Stratford East, um, okay. which is where Joan Littlewood had had her company. And um, they did a really remarkable thing. They did a thing called um, the Newham, it was called Nifty, and it was the Newham International Festival of Theatre and Education. And it was okay. unique because all of the performances took place in the borough schools, in, in the London Borough of Newham. And uh, what I did was I, I, I was teaching at the drama school um, by then, because um, I think I just did a, a year at St. Joseph's when I came back and by 84 or so I was, I was at the drama school. And uh, so Pam invited me to bring a group from Jamaica and I think we got some money from the British Council to help us to get there and so what I did was um, it was the uh, that that year it was the 150th anniversary of the abolition of this uh, you know of not uh, 
it wasn't the abolition of the, the slave trade because that was 1807, but 1832, the official abolition okay. of slavery. And mm. um, there was an exhibition at the Institute of Jamaica called Freedom to Be. And so I took the students down there, a group of my drama and education students, and said, um, I want you to put together a show based on this exhibition. And so mm. we went back to the school and we, we crafted and devised this whole thing um, based on various artifacts and, you know, things, runaway slaves and, you know, and all this bills and posters that we'd seen, some cartoons that we had seen in there. And so and we created this, this show. And, uh, and Pam said, well, bring it, bring it to the festival. And they decided that instead of, instead of doing it in the um, schools, we would perform at the Theatre Royal um, as okay. part of a youth festival. And uh, so I borrowed um, Billy Lockyer and, uh, um, and um, Leaford, um, the drummers, um, um, Billy Lawrence, sorry, Billy Lawrence, oh, yes, yes. Um, from, um, from Professor Nettleford. <laughs> they, were, they were the drummers <laughs> with the NDTC. And he okay. kindly okay. gave me permission to, to borrow them. And um, we put the show together and we took it um, up there. And it was so popular that they held it over for two other performances in a, in a separate venue. And right. the funniest thing was, it was a cast of about 10, I would think. Um, and so it was all, it was, it was all t telling the story of slavery and things through dub poetry and dance and you know comic sketches and serious sketches and all of that kind of thing and uh, of course all of the, the the kids that i took with me at that time had never uh, been away from um, jamaica ever before so right. when we got to to london every black person they saw they assumed was a Jamaican, right? <laughs> so when they would see people working on the underground or, you know, bus conductors and, you know, people all over the place. And they say, we're doing this show at Theatre Royal, you know, come and see it and things like that. Well, I nearly died on opening night because when I looked in the audience, there were all these people in, British, in London transport uniforms you know. <laughs> and i directed them because we ended the show with a kumina so i uh, so they said how are we going to finish it i said well i said what you can do is you can invite once you've done this section you can invite the audience to come and dance with you on the stage right well the show was supposed to finish at quarter past 10 at quarter past 11 people were still <laughs> still dancing on the stage <laughs> and I'm saying to the lighting man you can you can shut them down you know you can shut they said no we've never seen anything like this before <laughs> you know so it was a huge success you know it was uh, it was amazing you know that's a gr that's great that's great so, so I mean so with this I mean this is you had written 
your books on device data before this happened or no, it was much later um in fact okay. um pam and i was just we're just talking about that uh, this morning because we it took us about 15 years to process what dorothy yeah. heathcote was was saying you know because there were so many principles that she was introducing that were new and exciting especially things like uh, teacher in role you know because dramas were usually teacher directed but she said no get into it be part of it and direct it from within the drama you know and she was sort of teachers so it took us a long time to kind of um uh decide how we were going to codify all of this okay. and so we, we we developed a model so the first book wasn't published till about 2001 that, okay. so it was a long time after and um and in the meantime of course i was directing pantomimes and you know i think i think it was the the fact that i had directed at the school of drama and taken this this on well nobody invited me to direct to the school of drama i just took this <laughs> on myself i thought well if you're not going to ask me to do something i'll do it anyway and you know but because that tour had been so successful i think they then thought well this might be a good idea they'd work with me in pirate princess so they knew i could act and then they decided that i could direct so okay. um so by 80, 85, was it or so, uh, when we did Trash, um, I was considered, you know, ready for prime time. And, <laughs> and, um, and so Trash was my first directing, um, you know, experience for, for pantomime. And, okay. and then that went on, you know, that collaboration between um, myself, Barbara Gloudon, Grub Cooper or um, Noel Dexter or Grub Cooper Ito? and Noel Dexter, you know, and um, okay. Mrs. G doing some of the lyrics and, you know, and all of that kind. So that co collaboration went on. And Professor Nettleford, of course, as the, as the choreographer, that went on for a number of years. And, okay. um, and, and in fact, for a long time, um, you know, um, Open between like 1984 and 95, I was for about 10 years. I wasn't fixed to. Um, I, I was still teaching part time at the drama school, but I didn't have a full time job, you know. Okay. And I was starting to get worried about that by 1995 and thinking, well, you know, <laughs> this might mean you have to return to, you know, the motherland. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, and of course, that was when Professor Nettleford took me up to the um, the, the Philip Sherlock Centre, and that's when the, the the writing started in earnest. I think because okay. you know it it now became part of your um, academic um, you know work, and and right, they expected right. it. They expected you to publish books to publish. and papers mm -hmm. and. Um, and not just and and I think I think still people think that as um, artists, you know, and especially performing artists, that you don't have a brain. I think I think um, Professor Nettleford <laughs> expressed that, you know, that people were surprised that he could write, 
he could write books and and you know and be articulate for a dancer, you know, and yes, that kind right, of thing. Right. So, um, but we wanted um, Pam and I wanted very much to explain to ourselves how it worked. You know, how does this right. drama thing work in classrooms? Yeah. You know, and it's not right. just all get together and do me a skit. Right, it can right, right. produce so much more. Um, okay. But I've had a very hard time in Jamaica convincing the educational establishment that that is the case. They're still uh, tuned into performance mode rather right, than, right. Um, you know, learning through the art form, you know. So, okay. Well, well, about the books and, and device theatre and, and, and in classroom, what, what are the names of the books? Where can they be found if, if someone Well, they're all to... on Amazon. Um, oh, great. Uh, so, uh, Planning Process Drama, and we did a second edition of that um, in 2013, was it? No, 20, 2017. 2017, we did a second, wait a minute, I'm going crazy here. 2013, we did a second edition of um, Planning Process Drama. And that became Planning Process Drama, Enriching Teaching and Learning. So that's the, okay. the full title of the, the second edition. And then we did a follow-up book in 2017 called Putting Process Drama into Practice, where we're actually okay. saying we've, we've done the, the planning part of it. Now, this is what happens when you're actually thinking on your feet in the classroom, directing a session with, with, um, with kids. But what I, okay. what I found myself, um, I mean, over the years, how, the way I've, I've found it is that if you get it right and you, you get the kids absolutely absorbed in what it is that's uh, going on, you become redundant uh, as a teacher. <laughs> you, you end up being the person who supplies the paper and the crayons and the you know the markers okay. and they when they they take it over you know and oh, that's um, great it becomes you know sort of self-directing it's um yeah it's so what what, what are some of the, the 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 like the first principles uh of this process i mean don't give me everything guys i'd really like people to go and yeah, get the book yeah i mean the thing is that we're we're, we're just saying we we just boiled it down to several questions like what's the drama going to be about we're going to do a drama what's the drama going to be about um where is the drama set? You know, what's the setting? What's the place? What's the, the you know, um, who are we? Who are we? What are our roles in the, in the drama? And who's the teacher going to be in the drama, right? Because, the, okay. the, you know, the, there has to be a part for you as well. Um, right. And then what's our point of view? You know, because um, we'll, we might be looking at a... a a problem. I mean, like for example, um, I've I've done lessons where your 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 theme might be transportation, but we're looking at it in the context of the new highway, right? Okay. Um, and the 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 particular context I've chosen is where the highway has gone through a community. 
and there are some people on one side of the highway and some people on the other side of the highway, but nobody thought to build a, an underpass so they could get from one side to the other. And, you know, and, and you create a problem. You know, and right. then you are the, um, the, 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 the people of that, those two communities, you know, and, uh, and I, can, I can do all sorts of things. I can start off with a radio call-in program in the classroom where people are complaining that, you know, my goats used to go on pasture on the other side and they can't get across now, you know, and, and all of this sort of right. thing. Or um, uh, uh, my church is over on that side and now I have to take a taxi and go about 10 miles around, you know, to reach. So it, it, you create those problems and then um, then you have to find a solution. You know, do we need an overhead bridge? Will that solve problems? Well, you can't get goats over an overhead bridge. So, you know, so the underpass sounds like the best thing. And would it be possible for that to happen? And can we call the Minister of Transport, you know, the Minister in charge? And then, of course, the teacher, I can become the Minister and they can right. start arguing with me, and you know, so that so that what what you're doing in the classroom is that they're engaging with real problems, you know, and coming up with with, with solutions. But there's no penalty because it's not real, you know. Right. It's it, it it it's a it's a possible problem, you know. It's it's something that might happen. And so they're getting, you know, how do you negotiate? How do you, how do you write an official letter, you know, and, uh, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing? So there's all this learning going on um, at the same time that they're having a good time cussing off the minister, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting some venting going as well as some problem solving, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, you're now at, at, at Philip Sherlock and well I'm um, retired it, from there now well no I mean in, in, in our, in oh, our storyline in the, in the, yes yes <laughs> yeah, I am yes, now yes, the, yes we are now in now. 1995 we are now in <laughs> 1995 right so you're, you're at Philip Sherlock but uh, in your time there you've 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 um, put this devised theatre thing into practice several times over yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, what, what, what? Tell me some of the um, some of the works uh, that that that. Well, some of the stuff came out of my twentieth-century theatre course up there, um, which was a year-long um, program. It was I, I inherited that from Noel Vaz, um, wow. uh, who had been the tutor up there, and from Hartlad Walcott because he had carried it on, and it had been um, you know taught probably from the inception of the of the centre in you know nineteen sixty-eight, I think. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. but I I felt it needed um, a bit of a an update thing because yes it was twentieth century theatre, but how did how how did that um, you know, you, you, if you're studying the theories, you're studying a lot of European and North American you know, because you, you're looking at Stanislavski and Grotowski and Artaud mm. and, you know, then you're looking at playwrights like O'Neill and um, Tennessee Williams and, you know, pe people like that. So predominantly European and, and, and North American in, in, the, um, 
in 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 the styles you look you're looking at it so i thought well if i do the second semester as a production semester i can then apply these theories acting theories directing playwright design theories to a caribbean situation and right. so that's what i did and um uh initially i i i I think the first set of guinea pigs, I just used a, a, a Caribbean script. I used um, uh, the three, uh, what was it? Playboy of the West Indies, which was a, okay. uh, Mustafa Matura's take on uh, Singh's Playboy of the Western World. So it was an Irish play, but, you know, transposed to, to, to Trinidad. Um, so we, we did that. But then after that, I thought, well, no, we, maybe what we should be doing is, um, is creating our own um, plays by devising them. And uh, so um, the, I, I went through a lot of things. I mean, I, I devised um, productions around um, the poems of Lorna Goodison, you know, the domestic mm -hmm. science of Sunday dinner was one. <laughs> um, yeah. We did. Um, we did um, um, the Maharani's Misery, which was based on um, a, a, a real historical incident that uh, Professor Vereen Shepherd had documented. I mean, she'd gone done all the research and published all the original documents, uh, documentation of it. So we 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 did that as a, a, a presentation. We did um, Catherine Mulgrave, which was right. uh, you were in. Um, so yes. you you got some of the, you know, devising <laughs> process, which you know was chaotic, but it all <laughs> came together. You know, it all it 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 it, yes. it, 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 uh, it seems chaotic in the making of it, but gradually, people begin to get it, and it, it falls right. into place. Um, and I thought it was very important to tell these stories. And I've used um, literary things. I, I think we, we used um, Obsolete Geography by Michelle Cliff for one, one thing. So there have been several. I, I even used um, The Shopkeepers um, to do, which um, was about the Chinese in, in Jamaica. Oh. And we even devised yeah. a piece around that, which... Um, featured the mighty vikings you know um, <laughs> with, you know and uh, the i think one of the guitarists um in that band went to play with Jimi hendrix in 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 london you know and um that, that marquee club and things like that so yeah. you know we, we were sh showing that uh, a lot of it's about breaking stereotypes as well you know mm. and sort of sort of uh, trying to open up people to the richness of of the um Jamaican and Caribbean experience, you know. So, right. you know, and mm -hmm. I've since then I've seen people talking about the Chinese heritage in in reggae, you know, and yes. Um, yes. and uh, and that kind of thing, and um, and I think it's important to do that to keep interrogating the um, the the, um, the 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 stories and 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 breaking the stereotypes you know because um, mm. otherwise we're just skating on the surface uh, the, right. the, you know there's so many 
many different um, stories still left to be told. You know. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Indeed. Um, okay. I, I I wanted I wanted you to tell me this story. I remember you telling me this story about uh, being on a film set. Yeah. And I think that that wanted to film in a was it in a graveyard or <laughs> was it by a, <laughs> a cotton tree? I, I just, it I was, was, it was the mighty Quinn. It was the film <laughs> set of the mighty Quinn, and I was in the art department. I was hired. I think this was in my fallow period before I went to <laughs> I went to the Philip Sherlock Centre, and I was looking at work. And, um, <laughs> and Paul Hamilton was with me. He was my partner in crime, and um, we and I still have a back injury that. <laughs> <laughs> that I got from lifting a wardrobe, I think. In, in that, oh, yeah. um, but we were we were supposed to dress the sets and and all the rest of it. Okay, um, and we were assistants to that. And uh, I mean, there were two two major incidents in that. There was one where there was a um, a scene with an obia woman, and they built yes. her hut right next to a big cotton tree, and <laughs> so the. Uh, the, this guy comes to me from the, 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 you know, the, I don't know, I don't think it was the director, but it was uh, maybe somebody important in the art department who sort of said, can your guys bush, um, yeah, oh, can you guys limb that cotton tree, limb that cotton tree? So I said, no, I see you're mad. Limb, <laughs> limb what? I said, you cannot touch that cotton tree for love or money. And um, so uh, I said, look, it said, if you buy a, a litre bottle of white rum, I might be able to persuade them to just bush around it so we can clear a little bit. I said, but they're not going to chop off any branches or, or anything like that. I said, you, you, you're crazy. So, of course, they, he, he very grudgingly bought the white rub or gave us the money <laughs> to buy the white rub. And I heard him under his breath saying, the trouble with you is you've gone native. And <laughs> 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 I think he thought I was, I was a very bad person, you know, to, to have hired because every time I opened my mouth, I was telling them, no, don't do that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. and the incident in the graveyard was up at Moortown and um, they had decided against all better judgment that Rita Marley, who was going to be featured, would be singing on this stage in the graveyard. And of course, <laughs> the thing is, I just had this very jaundiced look on my face. And he was saying, <laughs> what? And I said, I said, I'm telling you, she's not going to do it. When she gets here, she is not coming into no graveyard to sing. So, so oh, you're crazy, you know, all of, all of this sort of thing. And, of course, so said, so done. Once Rita arrived, <laughs> she not going in there. So they had to dismantle the entire stage, move it out onto the road, and do some tight shooting, you know, and things like that. I mean, me, meanwhile, me and the maroon crew are cleaning up, you know, in, inside the, um, the graveyard. And I just... Yes. 
<laughs> I just felt this slap on the back of my neck, and it was somebody <laughs> sopping me with white rum. And it was one of the one of the maroons, and he said, "Don't worry, be safe. You are one of we." <laughs> 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 so, and then for another shoot, um, another shot, I think they had to dismantle the stage and bring it back into the graveyard. I mean, it was just, uh, it was crazy. It was, it was a mess. I, I love these stories. Yeah. But I mean, it's just when people are culturally out of sync with the place, you know, they, they, they think that they can go in and film. And I mean, I, I, just a simple thing like, oh, we need some, uh, we need some cotton boughs to dress this this thing. Just go and chop off two two cotton uh, two coconut boughs um, off that tree. And I said, no, can the tree belong to a man <laughs> over there? You have to go and ask yes. his permission, right? And he's not going to give you two. You might get one, right? <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's not like these things look like a wild landscape but actually it's cultivated and it belongs to somebody you know yes, yes so it's yes, just yes. um having that humility to understand you know um how things go and uh, yeah. and listen when you're being advised by people who have local knowledge <laughs> exactly know. exactly okay um I, I want to talk about this idea that you had come up with uh uh a while back, eight by ten. Oh yeah, and um, and then what it had become, and I mean, we haven't had one in a while. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think I was, I might have been in the first um stage. Yes, of, you were of in that. the first of the, the festival, I think, or right. one of one of the stagings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, 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 what? Was that for for Kingston on the Edge that you did the first it one? Or was, was it yeah, Kingston on the Edge asked us for an evening of theatre. Um, and I said to them, I said, what we could do is we could get some of the best pieces because this Kingston on the Edge was in June, I think. And yes. so uh, I said, well, what I can do, the, uh, the students will have finished their exams in May, um, and, but they won't have much time to rehearse anything. But what we could do is go back to some of the best things that we'd had in Talawa. And the short pieces mm -hmm. that we had had in Talawa, so I think I think the, um, uh, the, the 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 first year we we that's what we did. We just put on a few pieces from Talawa, and it was huge. I mean, the 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 audience loved it, and the pieces that were done, you know, they really appreciated them and things like that. So that's when I said to them, well, maybe what we should do is give it a name, and yeah. um, I think we'd done you know, seven or eight pieces. So I said, we'll call it eight by 10 and we'll just have eight 10 minute pieces. And then, right. and then it went from that to, well, let's do eight 10 minute pieces, each done by a, a different director. So we'll commission a director, um, you know, to, uh, to direct a piece. And of course, the thing is that people began to find all sorts of interesting um, 10 minute pieces and also began to write 10 minute right. pieces. People like Amber Chabans would write stuff or Dahlia would write stuff. And, and um, um, uh, it, 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 
you know, it really, really, you know, became sort of a slot in the in the calendar. And I did several of these. And, mm. uh, and of course, the thing is that they were all done by the artists for free. So the actors were working for free. The directors were working for free. Nobody was getting any money. And, uh, and of course, the thing is that 8 by 10 um, uh, sorry, the Kingston, the Edge, were determined that they were not going to become commercial. That they right. said, oh, no, you know, we're purists. We're not taking any sponsorship <laughs> or anything like that. And I said, well, you're crazy as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah. you, need, you need money. And uh, otherwise, artists can't sustain this. And um, so I, I, I said to myself, well, let's, let's try a, a festival of this. So the first time I put an 8x10 festival together, I think I, um, I, I didn't quite have enough for um, uh, a three nights. I had, had enough pieces for three nights, but I had to repeat directors because okay. um, because I, I didn't have enough directors to, to fill the 24 slots for, for three nights. And then finally I said to me, you know, we've, we've got the, we've got the, the take at the, at the gate, we've got the gate money, but the gate money doesn't cover much because I have to pay for advertising and promotion. I have to pay for bits and pieces that they might need. And I've got to um, pay for the theater and I've got to pay the, you know, the janitor, the, the cleaning people and you know um, sometimes people wanted additional equipment you have to find you know pay for that so at the end of the day you had no money left from the gate so um, I said I'm going to try this again and that was the one in 2014 where I went to Chase and Chase bought into the vision which was great and gave me 500 US per director so that was for 24 directors so a good amount of money and we were able to then um promote the thing and and of course it was an enormous success and it had you know some some real i mean i'm thinking about you know some real high points like patrick brown who didn't manage to keep it within the 10 minutes, but he did a thing <laughs> called Bucket List, which was just amazing. Um, uh-huh. And uh, uh, Paul Lissa directed um, This Property is Condemned. And, you know, there were all sorts of things. You know, the, the, the one that, um, the, uh, Playwriting 101, which was the one you were in, uh-huh. I think that featured again. Jean-Paul Manu did a, um, a, a lovely one on, you know, HIV, AIDS, which was, you know, um, so, you know, there were just the, some amazing statements being made yes. um, through through these 10-minute pieces. Amber was writing original stuff and, and we were, and, and it was, big names so it was big name directors bringing big name actors you know into this thing and unfortunately i had planned this year to do 2020 um which would have been 20 
20 minute pieces and uh, <laughs> I had planned to do it and it, unfortunately you know Covid has intervened and, and um, we won't be able to do that um, again um, and I'm disappointed because I think again Chase were very keen to do that because they, they actually contacted me and said would it still be possible and I said I said we'd probably have to record them and that would be considerably more expensive you know if we had right, to do right. that and uh, you know it would be a whole different um, technical challenge but yeah. it, it, it's it, it amazed me how how much this eight by ten captured people's imaginations and particularly the imaginations of the audience you know because the audience came and uh, and found the the pieces thoroughly entertaining and uh, and I think one of the good things about it is that if you've got 10, if you go to see a play and you don't like it, you're stuck there for the entire evening watching a play that you don't like. But in this case, it's only 10 minutes and a new one will come in, you know, it's like watching, <laughs> you know, eight buses pass, you know. So. <laughs> Great, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I saw a lovely um, thing the other day where uh, some people, I think it was in Germany, and they do a theatre festival, and the, the the audience is on a train, and the and the train is 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 passing through, and people are performing in fields and in their back gardens. <laughs> you know, they do oh. all sorts of little things. So you you're sitting on the train watching all these little incidents taking place you know, <laughs> from the train. So we we you know we might have to do eight by ten on a bus or something. I don't know. <laughs> Or, or one of those these zoom zoom performances yeah we might have, we might have becoming to, so popular yeah, or we might have to perform on the highway something maybe you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll in the entertain median. people at different points on the highway as the uh, <laughs> you know as the Knotsford express goes by <laughs> <laughs> okay all right. So re recently, you, you've um, you, you won a prize. You won a prize for a short story, uh, the yeah. Commonwealth who Commonwealth knew? Prize. Who I could <laughs> write? I started this story about five years ago. I mean, I, I looked at the, you know, at the the first evidence of it on my computer. It was about five years ago, and uh, and then last year. 2019 I just said well you know what you need a deadline and I saw this Commonwealth short story prize thing so I said okay at least you know it has to be handed in by the end of November or whatever so I finished it off and sent it in so I mean nobody was more surprised than I was <laughs> to be shortlisted and I thought that was yeah. the prize for me <laughs> and to actually win the regional prize that was just amazing uh, congrats! Yeah. So I'm uh, yeah. really pleased about that. Yeah. Good. That, that means there's hope. Hope for me for the the fragments of things that I've been yeah. writing. Well, and putting I mean, down somebody for, said you know. to me, "I didn't know you were a writer," and I said, "Yeah, but I've I've spent the last forty years devising stories with little kids in classrooms and devising plays and things. What what is?" that if not writing of course you're you're writing it's just that you you know maybe she, she was surprised that i had the language capacity to, you know, to, 
actually articulate it. I don't know. But, As a theater person, yeah. you know, just like not for a dance. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I was, yeah, uh, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was chuffed yeah. very hard. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's okay. like Alan Bennett said: the good thing about uh, about literary um, competitions and experiences is that it comes with money. You know, when you, you when you win anything in theater, you just get a statue. <laughs> nobody gives you nobody gives you any money so yeah, I'm, quite, uh, uh, I'm quite impressed <laughs> but having so, said that I think um, I think the uh, the theatre community generally are much nicer people <laughs> In the li- I think I find the literary world you know it's a bit intimidating i find i think people very competitive and very critical yeah. and very you know so um, yeah. so I, I i find theater people much more supportive <clears throat> much more laid back you know i can i can mm. see that i can see that what what is what is next for you you kind of left your mark and continue to on a lot of you know writers actors mm. uh, directors uh, just creative people generally what are you expecting <laughs> what am i expecting of you well the thing is um i i'm i'm, I'm full of admiration uh, for people because i mean this situation that we're in is absolutely unprecedented i mean in our lifetime um, I mean, it's um, unbelievable, and uh, you know, it's like being in a science fiction movie. And um, <clears throat> I'm just, you know, amazed that people are sort of saying, "Well, it may not be for a while," but just the ease with which so many people have started to create um, projects online, and you know, and and I've, I've, I'm part of. Um, you know, groups on um, social media where teachers are trying to work out how to do things online and, you know, how to, um, you know, because, I mean, like, teaching somebody to act online is like teaching them to swim, you know. What are you going to do? Put them on a chair and let them go through motions and then once they get in the pool, they'll drown, you know. So, um, so you you've... You know, the, 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 there are those challenges, um, but um, again, um, I, I think um, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing that people are not allowing their creative spirit to be, um, you know, extinguished at all, and uh, they're finding. Finding, I had a long conversation with a former student the other night, and he's. He's talking to me about, you know, he's switching to online teaching and then he's not only that, but he's now in a situation where um, the the curriculum now is, um, is a centre of interest, you know, like integrated learning situations. So how, you know, how does he approach that? And we, we, I think we were on the phone for about two hours, you know, trying to work out how you... How, how you sort of um, get these things um, going, you know, and then there are new problems. I mean, somebody else was saying that uh, a teacher was trying to do a spelling test the other day, and the, uh, 
you know, the parents were switching off their, their cameras and helping the kids you know, <laughs> get the right spelling, you know, cheated in the in the spelling test, you know. So yeah. there's um, so there's new challenges, there's new opportunities. And I, I, I do, you know, I do hope that, uh, I mean, I've, I've you know, I'm, I'm encouraged now having written and won something you know so i said well i'm gonna i'm gonna write something else you know i'm gonna write right. you know just continue writing and because it's something that i can manage and it's something that i can work with in this in this kind of situation and right. um and how that um you know i mean i may end up doing um writing for performance and not live to see the performance, you know, because it may be years before something that you write could be done. So it may be that yes. you're writing for another generation, you know, um, to, um, you know, it's, uh, it's caught all of us, you know, on the back foot, I think, really. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Well. Well, Brian, thank you. Thank you for, for taking a little time out of your Sunday well, thank afternoon. thank you. And thank you for doing these podcasts because they're really, um, they're really, I've listened to a couple of them and they're really valuable, really. Um, it's an, it's a you. nice way to document people yes. and, you know, and ideas and things. So True. We really True. appreciate everything that you're doing. Ah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. And thanks again. Yeah, man. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.